This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ross Tucker does wonderful work in the world of football, both locally and nationally. Of course, the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can also follow him on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL. And uh, a lot of Eagles and other NFL issues to talk to Ross about today. Good morning, Ross. Morning, fellas. Morning, Devin. How are you guys? Good, Super. buddy. Ross, happy Father's Day to you, man. I know you're a, a father of a few, and uh, happy Father's Day to you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, getting excited for Sunday. Should be fun. Good, man. All right, Ross, let's start with your NFL uh, coaches' power rankings, and then we'll get to some other issues. You've got Sirianni at five, and he's had a great start to his career, there's no doubt. John and I were both of the mindset that you've got him too high. Um, not that you might not be right. I mean, you might be. It's hard to argue at 14-3, and three, but guy like Pete Carroll at 9, John Harbaugh at 11, a couple others that come to mind below Sirianni. Take us inside the thought that Sirianni has proven himself to this point to be top five in the NFL. Well, so a couple things, right? Um, number one, I just did that according to everybody because I'm a homer, so that's why I did that. But, <laughs> no, listen, like, the thing is, it's actually really difficult to rank the coaches a lot harder than people think, especially because the sample sizes are so different. Like, I had Brian Dable eight. People are like, oh, my gosh, Brian Dable eight, one year. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't think the Giants had good players, and they won a road playoff game. You know what I mean? Like, he made Daniel Jones look good. They won a road playoff game. I don't know. Do I think some of the coaches below him would have accomplished that with the Giants last year? No. And the Sirianni thing, the thing that's laughable to me about people, everybody's saying, Eagles had the loaded roster. Oh, I, I could have coached that team. Wait a minute. So first of all, let's go back to 2021, where the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, called it a transition year. Yeah. They traded their quarterback, took a $30 million dead cap hit. They were coming off a four-win season. Nobody, nobody thought the Eagles were going to make the playoffs that year. And by the way, he adjusted midway through the season, changed the offense, let Steichen call the plays, and they made the playoffs. I mean, or got removed from calling the plays. What's that? Or got removed from calling the plays and agreed with it after he was removed. Uh, we, we don't know exactly how that all transpired, and I still have somewhat of a problem with that, Ross. You know, With well, Kyle Shanahan John, think, and Sean McVay think... calling plays, I value that in, a, in an offensively-minded head coach, that they can do that. Well... A couple thoughts. First of all, I have. Ne- I mean, are you suggesting that ownership or Howie Roseman told Sirianni he had to give up play calling? Yeah, I mean, 
I, well, that, I that don't know new, how that, that all transpired. Me, but I always say, to me, it, it's all about what the end result is. And the end result was they played much better down the stretch. They made the playoffs. Nobody thought they would have. And if you remember last year, nobody was saying before the season that the Eagles had some loaded roster. Their season win total, you know, for the sports books was nine and a half wins. Yeah. I mean, started, now, started at eight and a half and moved to nine and a half. But that right. was yeah, because like in, we in didn't know what Jalen Hurts awesome was. That's, well, well, it wasn't because of the roster. We thought the roster was good. We thought our quarterback was still had to, had to do a lot of growing. But Sirianni, should get, some, but Sirianni should get some credit I, that, for that. That's very true. I mean, you know, he and Brian Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Shane Steichen, it's a fe- for that matter. A, yeah. it's, it's a feather in his cap. And, and listen, by the way, it, when you've only coached two years, you don't have a lot to go on. So right. if this year, if they're like 500, they have a disappointing year, he'll drop pretty far down the rankings. Because the I one agree. thing that I noticed doing it, I mean, like Mike McCarthy was 21 for me, Sean McDermott 22. I mean, I was like surprised 24. with that. Yeah, yeah why, there was, why there McDermott at 22? Legitimate, legitimately good coaches. That, that just seems extreme. I mean, with, with Reich at 24 and McDermott at 22, uh, they're behind guys like Ron Rivera and Arthur Smith. And even Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I, I was, well, okay, I, the Arthur one that surprised Smith, me the most Arthur was... Smith, that nobody thought the Falcons would win more than three or four games each of the last two years. That's they true. They won seven both years. They won seven games with Mariota and Desmond Ritter... Like, do I think if Sean McDermott was the coach of the Falcons the last two years that they would have won seven games each year? No, I don't. And I think McDermott's a good coach. He's done a lot of winning in Buffalo. But let's look at it this way. Who are the other – like, Josh Allen's a top-four quarterback, okay? Mahomes is 6-for-6 six six in going to conference championship games. Been to three Super Bowls, 1-2. Burrow's been healthy for two years. He's gone to two AFC Championship games and one Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts has only been a starter for two years. He's been to one NFC Championship game and one Super Bowl. Josh Allen's been starting for McDermott for five years. They've gone to one conference championship game. One. And haven't gotten to a Super Bowl. And by the way, every year they lose at least one game to the Urban Meyer Jaguars or to like the Zach Wilson Jets that cost them seeding in the playoffs. I mean, hmm. uh, a few years ago, that playoff game against the Chiefs, they got obliterated in the conference championship game. Then the next year, they're winning the game with 13 seconds left. Yeah, and he kicks it in the end zone. And he kicks a touchback yeah. Yeah, instead, yeah. Of, instead of a squib kick. You're right. And then how about, how about last year? Last year, I called both their games. They almost lost to the Skyler Thompson Dolphins, 34-31 in a wild card round. Then I'm on the sideline. They're playing the Bengals at home. In the snow, guys, Burrow knew where to go with the ball before he got the snap. He got the ball out of his hand in a second. Josh Allen had no idea where to go. I mean, he got thoroughly outcoached by Zach Taylor, who I have at like 12, I think. I mean, look. Uh, You're making some compelling. Yeah, that's compelling on McDermott. That is compelling. That is. All right, Ross, let, let's get to some other stuff here because it's a great opportunity. I mean, everyone knows, Ross, you, you cover the Eagles, but the whole NFL. There's some NFL issues that relate back to the Eagles. So let's start with Dak Prescott. Um, he regressed last year. You know, I think we would all agree Dallas is the biggest threat to the Eagles in the division, and we all know there hasn't been a division. Do re- we all agree? Uh, I agree, yes. I do. I guess we don't all agree, but I think most people would say that. Okay, I'll reframe. Most would say Dallas. 
Ross, what's up with Dak? I mean, he should be at the best point of his career, not sliding backwards. As it relates to this Eagles thing and repeating, and no one's repeated since the 04 Eagles, what's up with Dak Prescott? Well, first of all, I would be surprised if it's not Eagles and Cowboys at the top of the division again. Mm-hmm. And I think the Eagles have taken a little bit of a step back based on personnel right now. Uh, now, we'll see. Maybe some of these young guys are going to get a chance to play. Maybe they show that they can play at a really high level, whoever plays right guard, N'Kobe Dean, whatever. But you, you can't look at the Eagles roster right now at safety, at linebacker, at, at a bunch of spots and say that it's better than it was last year. I think that's impossible. I think you can say that for the Cowboys, actually. I mean, I, I thought it was really smart of them to get Brandon Cooks to play wide receiver opposite mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb, and they got um, – you know, they got the Texans to take, to take a lot of that money. They need a corner opposite Trayvon Diggs. They got Stephon Gilmore. You know, I don't think those guys are going to be playing 10 more years, but I think they're good for a couple more years. So I think the Cowboys are better. Uh, you know, the thing that makes me feel not as concerned about them, I don't, I don't think it was very smart of them to get rid of Kellen Moore. I mean, mm-hmm. guys, do you realize the last four years, the Cowboys are second in the NFL in yards and points. Second behind the Chiefs in the last four years. And by the way, they've had like Danucci and Cooper Rush yeah, starting a, couple... a decent amount of games. Yet they get rid of Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy comes in and says, we've got to run the ball more. I mean, the best thing the Eagles have going for them right now against the Cowboys this year is that Mike McCarthy's calling the plays, which I guess John says he likes. So uh, we'll see because I, I think that's a, a, a big positive for the Eagles. As far as Dak... I'm going to say that it was a one-year aberration in terms of the interceptions. He put up a lot of big games. He had really good numbers. I don't know what happened, Joe, to be honest with you, with the interceptions. I mean, I saw somebody talking this week that it was mainly third and eight or more, and he was he felt like he had to force it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Whatever it was, it was, it was not okay. Well, here's the argument that it's more alarming for Dallas than just that. And I don't know which is the accurate side of this, Ross, but I know this. As talent has depleted around him, their line's not as good as it used to be. Their running game's not as good as Ezekiel Elliott in his prime. Their receivers have, you know, obviously not as good. CeeDee Lamb's really good, but they don't have Cooper anymore. That he just looks worse with less around him. I mean, I think I think there is a real possibility of that. All right, a lot of other stuff to get to. Yeah, here. the rest NFC. We're we're all looking at our schedule. We see the 49ers there. It's becoming a massive rivalry. But what what's their quarterback situation? It's going to be Purdy. Yeah, I mean, I, from the beginning, I don't know if, from the beginning, or I don't eventually. know if he'll be there. I don't know if he'll be there week one, but he's going to be their quarterback. And I mean, they they must really hate the Trey Lance kid. I mean, the the, the quotes and stuff that come out of San Francisco. It's like Sam Darnold. We, we don't know if we've ever had a quarterback throw the ball as well here as Sam Darnold. Like like they had Steve Young and Joe Montana, and they're saying stuff like this. <laughs> the beat writers are going crazy. You know, John Lynch and, and Shanahan, they're talking him up. Like, Brock Purdy, he came in here, he did that. He's exactly – what about Trey Lance? Oh, yeah, yeah, Trey's here too. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know what that kid did, but they really don't like him. It's going to be Purdy. I think Darnold's the backup. I think they're probably still hoping to trade Trey Lance for something at some point. Um, I thought when Shanahan made a bizarre comment about being glad they're playing the Eagles week 11 – as opposed to week one, because he wants them to have their whole team there. 
like because they weren't they didn't get that chance the last time. I mean, how many how many times can you be wrong in one statement, guys? I mean, first of all, Kyle, you you <laughs> you're bringing the fire today, Ross. There. I love this. You did your whole team there last year, Kyle. Remember at the start of the game, they were all there, and then you had tight ends trying to block Hassan Reddick. So he killed your first quarterback. <laughs> then you had a rookie right guard trying to block Sue. He kind of killed your second quarterback. And and the logic, guys, the logic that you're more likely to be healthy in week 11 than week one <laughs> blows my mind. I mean, the only thing that that makes sense to me is that he doesn't think Purdy's going to be week one. Correct. Why else would he make yeah. that comment? Like, there's, it makes no sense to say we'd, we'd rather play them in week 11 when we're health, when we have yeah. our whole team. How do you yeah. know? Uh, hey, Kyle, I guarantee you'll have some injuries by week 11, bud. Yeah. Hey, speaking of coaches, we added a pretty important one uh, this offseason. No one seems to be talking about Matt Patricia, though. How does Matt Patricia fit within this Eagles organization? And was it a mistake? I don't think you can say it's a mistake. Um, I mean, I don't know. It sounds like everything with he and Slay is okay. And if it's okay with Slay, then I don't, I don't see how it could be a mistake. I know this. That is a really, really smart guy. And I love that the Eagles aren't afraid to bring people like him in and pick his brain. When I got signed by the Patriots in 05, um, it was like midway through the season, he was the assistant offensive line coach back then. Because that's the way Belichick does it. Like, uh, guys, if he thinks you're going to end up being like a D coordinator – he starts you as an assistant offensive line coach and then flips you. Like Josh McDaniels used to be the secondary, like an assistant secondary coach. So anyway, when I was there, I was with Patricia all the time. That guy is crazy smart. Um, and what was he? What's his exact title? Just like a uh, defense like senior defensive, defensive assistant. Assistant, yeah. One of those yeah. nebulous senior defensive. One assistant. of those Marty Morningway type titles when he came back. Just one of those gray area things yeah you know what i like that the fact that the eagles you know a lot of other organizations don't do stuff like that they, they don't want to pay i mean patricia's probably not coming for cheap no doubt. they don't want right. to pay a guy for that Lori, like the eagles spare no expense one of the things i like the most about Lori and, and this organization they they spare no expense to bring a guy like that in. i mean they've got guys in the front office staff like dave caldwell the former jags gm we don't even talk about these guys. I mean, they've got guys that, like, yeah. were GMs for other teams that are just, like, you know, have these vague titles that are just doing projects and just adding to the brain power of the organization. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, Ross, let's do one, one or two more questions here, and then we're going to get right back to the phone lines. Belichick. I'm fascinated by this situation. Three years without Brady, no playoff wins, one playoff appearance. They got demolished. Doesn't look like it's working out with Mac Jones. Crystal ball this in like two years. If you, like, where's the heat level? If he doesn't win in the next two years, look, Tom Landry eventually got fired. Don Shula essentially was fired. It was technically a parting of the ways mutually agreed upon, but he was forced out. What happens in two or three years if Belichick doesn't win in the next two or three? So I think they're going to have some really uncomfortable conversations after this year if they don't make the playoffs. And I don't think they will. I mean, I think they're going to be last in their division. I'd be surprised if they're not last in their division behind the Dolphins, mm-hmm. Jets, and Bills. And I've seen some In that stuff order? Like Boy, that's a tough division. Holy smokes. No, not in that order. Not in that order. But what a division. Um, Just listen to you say those names. What a division. 
I, I know. And, and that's the problem for the Patriots. They don't have the wow. firepower. You know who's getting Bill Belichick to coach? Bill Belichick the GM. I mean, Bill Belichick, uh, Bill Belichick's still a really good coach. Bill Belichick is not a good GM. And at some point, you have to look at it and say, guys, he's been a head coach for 10 seasons without Tom Brady as his quarterback. He has one playoff win. 10 years. Wow. One playoff win without Brady being his starting quarterback. And I think, you know, I've seen some stuff up there about, like, local TV ratings for the Patriots. They're down a decent amount. That's a problem. You know, like, they'd almost, it's like, it's like we always say, you'd rather have the fans be mad than apathetic. Yeah. And there's some apathy settling in up there a little bit. And what's crazy, though, Joe, I know you love history. I think he's like, I want to say like 15 or 16 wins away from um, surpassing Shula. Yeah. For the most ever. Well, you can't so zip him before. Hand, you can't do it before that. You can't. Well, yeah, I, I think on the one hand, Kraft, yeah, I think it'd be really hard for Kraft to get rid of him. Yeah. And let him go do that somewhere else or before he does that. But what right? if it takes? What if it takes three years. seasons? That's a whole other matter. And it could. I mean, if you put up a six and a seven, you're only at 13. All right, Ross, last thing. Is Carson Wentz going to play football this year? Yeah, he will. Uh, well, I'm t- let me take that back. He will absolutely have the opportunity to be on a roster. I guess I always just wonder, like a guy like that, I mean, he's made so much money. Bingo. No one's going to give him that much money. Like, is, is he willing to like be one of these guys that yeah. plays for a million and a half? Is he, well, is and he Ross, here, I'll, 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 for a million and a half? And Ross, I'll frame the question another way. And I don't know the answer to this, but I'm curious what your instincts tell you. Is he not on a roster in mid-June because no one has wanted him to be their backup quarterback? Or is he on a roster in mid-June, beca- not on a roster, because he's been unwilling to sign to be a backup quarterback? I would imagine... Joe, that someone has given him a chance to come in as a backup. I agree. A low amount of money. Ross, I think he's waiting. I think it's ego, and he's and he's waiting for an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why? Why why wouldn't you? Because it's a it's a sign of haughtiness. It's the exact. It's the Carson freaking thing. Well, it's like, dude, you got to bend the knee, Joe. I think it's smart. Wait, wait and see if anybody gets hurt the first couple weeks. Then what's the hurry for him to sign somewhere now? Uh, yeah. it's, you know what? I think I think it's just being commonsensical. Well, I don't really. like it. All right, hey, Ross, wonderful stuff, man. We look forward, obviously, in the coming weeks and months to talk tons of football with you. Um, thank Absolutely. you, dude. Thanks, right, pal. Wait, Happy guys. Father's Ross. Day, Ross. Happy Father's Thanks, Day, bud. All right, pal. You too, John. See you, bud. Yeah. Boy, we, we covered a lot there, guys. That was... Yeah. I'm sorry to everyone on the phone lines. We, we don't usually, James, we don't usually take an interview that long. But no, I, yeah. But, but it's good. For Ross me, was spicy. He I was. Liked it. He had stuff to say, so. And I, like, it got my football juices going, John. Just because we've talked so much about the Eagles in recent weeks, but there's all these other NFL issues, and many of them relate back to the Eagles. And by the way, what he said about Belichick was fascinating. And when you consider that I division. I didn't realize that stat. One win in the playoffs in 10 years without Tom Brady as your quarterback. And, dude, he's got wow. no shot this year. When you got Josh Allen in your division, Aaron Rodgers in your division. The and Miami that, Dolphins are going to be an excellent football team. Oh, man. If Tua stays on the field. That's true. Wow.